0: Welcome to the Building Efficiency Podcast presented by Nenny and Associates. I'm your host, Jim Shafer. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, Nenny and Associates is an executive search firm focused on the building efficiency industry, hence why we named the podcast the way we did. And simply put, we help our clients find the right talent. And each week, we sit down with leaders from the industry to discuss their backgrounds, how they got started, and where they see the industry going. We also get to know our guests and find out what drives them to be successful. So on today's episode, episode two, we sit down with Sean Bayless, who is the HVAC and mechanical business unit team leader here at Nenny. Sean and I discuss how he got started and how he and his team are adjusting to these uncertain times, especially by highlighting a major win with one of his mechanical contractor clients. So if you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to our channel. And if you enjoy this episode, please share it and leave a five-star review. Now, we think you're going to enjoy this episode, so let's drop in. All right, Sean, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Jim, thanks for having me. How are you doing?
0: Man, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm trying to navigate this weird, uncertain time that we're all in the middle of.
1: You, me, and the rest of the world, buddy. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course, of course, man. So how does it feel to be guest number one on the Building Efficiency Podcast?
1: You know, humbled. You should feel honored. You should feel honored. I'm definitely honored. Uh, I'm smiling as I'm saying it when you asked me if I would – be a guest on the show today i was flattered honored all the nervous jitters came in but uh excited nonetheless i thank you for having me
0: yeah man we had to uh i had to tell like 100 people no once people found out that we were doing a podcast i had to tell them all no i gotta i gotta bring sean on first so so sean for the for the millions of people out there that are, are are new listeners who don't know who you are can you give us a little bit of your background
1: sure um Sean Bayless with many & Associates. I've been here for nine years already. Jim, you've tolerated with me for nine years to this point. Um, I lead a team of some of the most competitive and strategically aggressive individuals I've ever met in my life. And our main customer and target audience is HVAC, equipment manufacturers, mechanical contractors, and rep agencies, helping them strategically with their Hiring needs as well as consulting needs. Um, we also play in a little bit of the parallel side on the elevator escalator business as well. So that's what we're doing today for Nanny. Um, about me, I'm I'm a short guy, right? I'm I'm six six, tiny little human. Um, so it pushed me to play college sports. I played football very briefly uh, at the University of Wisconsin Platteville before getting hurt. But um, I made a comment before about the competitive nature of my team. And I definitely would not be where I am today without without my family, who is without question the most competitive family I've ever met. I'm the oldest of five kids. Um, it all comes from my father, who I call it, he'll uh, three out of five of you to death. Uh, we play board games. We play everything that we do together. My sister will flip over a game of Clue, flip over the board before she lets you win. And my dad will play Yahtzee with you until you're Till you're exhausted. So, um, awesome. I've been very fortunate to have a very supportive family. My wife, Lauren, uh, I live in beautiful Lawrence, Kansas, rock chalk nation. There we go. My wife is a PhD student at KU. So we're, uh, we're living out here for the long haul. And, uh, yeah, ultimately spoke about my father. Um, His mentality or or legacy has really helped me in this space. He's a chief engineer of a multi-site healthcare facility in Chicago. Really has helped me a lot in the service industry and helped me transition into the recruiting world. Number one adage when we were kids is if you're going to do a job, do it right or don't do it all. And, And I take that into recruiting. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, I know you and I obviously obviously know each other. So, where did how did you land at nenny and Associates?
1: So, uh, when I transferred to
0: Northern, I was and I NIU, joined for people who are listening. Northern N- N- Illinois N-I-U. University, go Huskies. go Huskies, go Huskies.
1: And at that point, I actually met one of our colleagues, Corey Kravitz, who uh, suggested that I intern with Nanny and Associates. He said, "Sean, you've." You uh, can make friends with uh, every cashier, every grocery store agent in the planet, right? Um, Let's talk a little bit about recruiting, right? Can you help individuals and organizations make strategic and impactful change? So I interviewed with Michael and... Man, I'll tell you what it was a it was a tough ramp for me personally. Uh, there's a lot. There was a lot of great times. There were some struggles along the way, but um, it's been an unbelievable nine years, and I'm blessed to have the partners that I have today.
0: And when you first started at Nanny, you were super smooth on the phones, calling people, calling candidates. You knew exactly what you were doing, and you had it all figured out right away, right?
1: Yeah, for the millions of listeners that uh, can't pick up the tonality in in my friend Jim's voice here. Uh, Jim was on the opposite side of a glass wall for me and saw some of the uh the bumpy and heard some of the bumpy phone calls along the way. The most difficult we for all me all had
0: those. We all had those. We still do. Did. Still do today. We still do. Uh
1: like in any sales environment, I think it was the the nickel in the phone analogy where just picking up this this headset and having it weigh a thousand pounds, right? Being told no But having the support of a team to persevere and to push through it. And Nenny and Associates really gives um, young individuals coming out of school, interns, the opportunity to connect and build relationships with individuals at an unbelievable level and provide a value and a service that not all organizations have internally, right? We supplement where our goal is not to replace uh, HR teams, it's to supplement their recruitment efforts and their consulting efforts. Uh, on a daily basis. We we look to be a trusted advisor in any way that we can.
0: Absolutely. So that that's actually a good transition point for us. So this brings us to, to present day. We talked about at the beginning, it's kind of a crazy, weird, uncertain time that we're all in the middle of. Everyone's trying to adjust to the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic in their own ways. So, as you look at your team, you look at your industry that you're focused on, HVAC and Mechanical, how are you and your team addressing some of the challenges today from a hiring and recruiting and interviewing standpoint?
1: It's um, a great question. So, from... Thank you. <laughs> Clafford for you, right? Um, everyone has heard of fight or flight, right? And I think where my wife, being a... Clinical psychology major, PhD, right? She also talks about freeze, which is what 99% of all businesses and humans did uh, in the middle of March, right? And, And it was necessary. No one had been, we'd never gone through this before, not only as from a recruiting standpoint and a business standpoint, but a worldly standpoint. So For the first couple weeks, I think everybody went back, and I use sports analogies a lot, to the blocking and tackling. What was most effective? What was most important to retain as many of their employees as possible and put out the right message to support their families, which honestly was beautiful to see as a recruiting partner? Um, Six weeks, which I think is roughly where we're at later, many of our organizations are still in that freeze mentality. which. I think we all hope um, passionately that we come out of this and there are going to be things that will be changed forever in recruiting, in hiring, in retention of employees. Um, But what we've tried to do is help organizations move forward into a little bit of the dream state, right? Going back to what does recruiting, and what does your team look like during COVID and post-COVID? So long-winded way, Jim, of saying we've seen three ways. We've seen many organizations sadly have to furlough and lay off uh, sizable amounts of their teams. But the majority are, are sitting tight today. And what we're trying to do at Nenny, which goes back into the the fight part of it, right? Everyone as an industry, I think we're preparing to stand up and take progressive steps forward. And what I've been asking my partners who have either done great things, right? A strategic organization I work with said there, here are the super 10 positions that we cannot do without during COVID post COVID. And they've tasked our team with aggressively filling those positions. They've put the rest on hold. They said, these 10 we need,
0: Mission critical. It's not mission critical
1: hires. Mission critical hires to the max. Sure. Right. Outside of those, what we've started doing is um, with our medium and even some of our larger size customers is asking, I've started asking two very pointed questions. If COVID-19, if the pandemic had had never showed up, what is the position that your organization would be recruiting on actively Today? What is that position? And, and the reason I ask that is to help organizations continue to move forward in, in the positive nature of we are going to get through this. We, in our business, we don't want to kill that entrepreneurial spirit that helped many of these organizations get to the point they are today. So helping them dream a little bit. And then the next question is post COVID and knowing what you're going through today what is the hire your organization will make day one? What is that position that your organization needs? Um, and because of that, Jim, we actually, it was, um, we just filled a president of a mechanical contractor, um, within the last two weeks started after March, accepted his role, uh, first week in May.
0: That's unbelievable, man. it a lot of people aren't going to believe that, really. I mean, no, it's, 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 it's a, crazy to think.
1: It's the God's honest truth. And it all comes down to the interaction with that chairman that board of, and one of the board of directors was, this is a position that we need. We need someone to lead our service business and help take it to the next level. Uh, but we just don't know when. And doing what I do for a living, I passionately believe it is easier for us to slow down Process than it is to turn it on with a flick of a switch, right? And so, I would rather start, and is what I advise as individual to do is, if it's a position you see as mission critical, necessary, either late Q2, Q3, Q4, let the horses run. Once again, I commented earlier. Uh, my team is aggressive, primed, and and we just started. We started that search. And before you know it, was what was once a Q3, Q4 dream, three weeks later, they had a new president of an organization. And he's excited. He's ecstatic. And his business, he now has a partner to help him manage and navigate this COVID transition versus doing it all along.
0: Yeah, dude, that's, uh, that's awesome. It really makes me think like, okay, what other companies out there are in a similar position? where they do want to position themselves for their next strategic hire but they're just there's so much uncertainty today that they're not fully committed they're not fully ready to make that hire so um i gotta think there's other organizations out there whether mechanical contractors electrical uh, contractors lighting retrofit companies building automation system integrators energy performance contracting companies i'm going through some of the, the types of clients that we work with renewable energies I got to think some of them are out there looking for assistance, looking for help, looking for guidance on making that next strategic hire, even in the middle of all this craziness.
1: Yeah, it it comes back to the what you have done has gotten you here, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to get you to where you want to be, right? So working with organizations in the circle that we, we play in every day, I'm advising people to keep dreaming, keep moving their organizations and most in supporting. And that ideal or th- those ideals, the we are going to get through this, our organization, we're going to, there's going to be changes. Th- those are a requirement that's, you can't avoid those. But I think it also says a lot to your existing team members that are there, right? Some of the stories that have come out are unbelievable, <laughs> right? What people are winning in ways that they never imagined And the team members that are associated with those companies, we're seeing them post things on LinkedIn, on social media platforms, rah rah what their teams are doing. And you talk about a retention strategy, that's it. Keeping people focused and positive in uncertain times, I think is paramount right now. I really do.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, you mentioned the word dreaming. So I wanted to to pull the the thread on that and um, maybe just... Look out into the future a little bit if you can and, and dust off your crystal ball. Where do you see the industry going? You know, wh- where are we at today, which you've been addressing, but where do you see the industry going? You know, let's fast forward the tape six, seven months from now. We're sitting at the beginning of 2021. What will have happened over the last six or seven months, just according to Sean?
1: Yeah, uh, I kept referencing some of the the changes that will be here forever for how connected we have been through technology for as long as you and I have been alive, Jim, for the most part, right? I don't think we ever utilized it effectively, right? What we what we are seeing is organizations can save money and speed up their hiring process through virtual interactions, through video conferencing and Teams interviews, Zoom. I've been on more Zoom calls than I even care to admit, right? But uh I do think that's here to stay. So if you're an... It's not even I think I know that's here to stay. If you're an organization that is utilizing those platforms today, I would be investing in the technology to make sure you're prepared for it. I would also be working with your internal team members and your organization to build kind of a video interviewing guide or working with an organization to prepare yourself uh, interviewing is anxiety provoking enough to begin with. Now you, you're you sitting across a virtual table. So it's making it as easy, easy as possible for your candidates for their own care, right? And your organization. So Jim, first and foremost, video interviewing is, is here to stay. It really is. And also, secondly, or secondary, right? I believe that The recruiting industry overall will continue to leverage internal reference checks and internal resources as much as possible in order to get that warm and fuzzy feeling without seeing someone, right? So if your organization post-COVID-19 or during COVID-19 needs additional support or help, leverage your internal teams, and ask them, does anyone know this person? Jim, we have talked about this, right? What what can we do in order to help make impactful hiring decisions? Long-winded way. I guess it all bundles back up to number one, which is video interviewing, teams interviewing is here to stay, and that is where we're going, I believe, as an organization and as a industry.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't couldn't agree more. And I know there's certain Circumstance. there's certain benchmarks that need to be met for a lot of our clients to get comfortable with that type of hire. right? If we're going to move towards a video interview and if this truly is going to replace what would have been an in-person interview, let's make sure that we're checking all the boxes along the way, whether that's doing enhanced reference checks, as you're talking about. Maybe it's uh, reaching out to people that have worked with this individual before. Maybe they've met him at a conference. They've worked with him at a previous employer. I think there are additional measures that we can be putting in play or employers can be putting in play to build a bit of a a safety net uh, on the back end as you're looking to make these hires based on video without actually shaking hands. I know that's really difficult for people to wrap their head around now.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jim, you nailed it, right? The I don't think face-to-face interviews will ever go away. I think that personal interaction is important. Um, But we are seeing organizations move quicker through this process because what was once a flight to Phoenix can now be satisfied with a a Teams interview or a uh, face-to-video interview.
0: Right. Yeah man, well it it'll, it'll certainly uh it'll certainly be interesting to see how the the next couple of months play out and how uh, a lot of our clients decide to move forward with their hiring and recruiting strategies and utilizing the technology that we're talking about here. So before we let you get out of here, I got uh, I got four really tough questions for you. So uh so get ready. You you're, you're going to be the guinea pig here. These questions are going to be asked to uh, to every guest that comes on the Building Efficiency podcast. So the first one that I had for you, Sean, what are your daily non-negotiables? What do you need to do every day to be the best, Sean? Throwing haymakers, That's right? right
1: man. It's going to seem a little bit backwards, but my goal every night or, is to go to sleep. I put my head on my pillow with a clear head, no regrets, right? And in order to do that – I need to make sure I've satisfied or handled all the turmoil during the day. I say a small little prayer before I go to bed. I tell myself, you did great. You had a positive day. You did the A, B, and C. Close your eyes and take the world on tomorrow. So a non-negotiable first and foremost is every night to go to bed and think about the next day, right? So that's first, first and foremost. The second is uh, I'm an avid coffee drinker. So I've made myself a promise that I would, uh, you know, have a couple cups of coffee every morning. Um, and then the first thing I do every day is I build a game plan from a call strategy standpoint, as well as a, a team leadership. What What do I want to see my team do today? How are we going to win together? So second non-negotiable is 15 minutes every morning is me time. I prepped myself to win. Look myself in the mirror and say, let's go get it. Let's get after
0: there it. There you go. And if we were to rewind the clock and go back to 22-year-old Sean, put yourself back in those shoes, what advice would you give to your 22-year-old self?
1: The relationships that you are building today will be with you for the majority. will be with you for your career. Treat them well. Treat them fairly. Be that partner because you care about them, right? So 22-year-old Sean knew less than 32-year-old Sean does now, for sure. Um, But continue to be humble and confident because you're going to be really proud of yourself where you are when you're 32.
0: There you go. There you go. And Sean, what, uh, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What motivates you?
1: Uh, I am, I am super competitive, right? And so, uh,
0: not you, man. I (laughs) I, uh, I can't see that.
1: I I look at every day as a, a battle that needs to be won. Right. And so, uh, Jim, you've heard me say it. I'm constantly chasing the ghosts of Shawnee's past. Right. And so when you're, when you're running with yourself, And you're wanting to be the best version of yourself possible. Can't let yourself down. And also, it's really easy to do so when you've got a team, family, friends that support you. So they push me to be the best person I can every day. I've got a lot of entrepreneurial friends out there. Here's your shout out, right? Um, To my parents, to you, Jim, my friends. You're what I keep moving forward to. My wife, Lauren, thank you.
0: For sure. So last question, what do you want your legacy to be?
1: I want to be known as the guy that I'm I'm staring at it on my computer screen. There is a way and we will find it there. uh, The give up mentality is not there. And so for me, I want to be, if I were to be remembered, it would be a person, an individual who was always hungry, who was always humble as much as he could um, valued each and every day loved his family loved his wife and wanted nothing but for the best for people around him
0: i think that's a perfect way to uh to wrap up our first ever building efficiency podcast episode so sean thanks for coming on the show jim thanks for having me it was a blast all right man thanks thanks buddy All right. So there you have it. Episode two with Sean Bayless. We really hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you did consider subscribing to the channel, leaving a review or sharing with a friend or colleague until next time, I'm your host, Jim Schaefer. And we hope you tune in to episode three dropping next week.